You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Intelligence After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Intelligence After Show. Yo, <laughs> what up? Oh, oh no, there's oh, the there music. It is. Uh. Oh, yeah. Everything is better when you have a friend <laughs> here at AfterBuzz TV <laughs> to tune into episode number eight. That was so horrible. Delta Force. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Joining me on the panel today, as always, the very devilish Miss Yelt Eagle. Hello, everyone. Looking good. And the bearded, the lovely, the hatted, even, Mr. Lem Gonzalez. What's up? I have a tree on my shirt. What? Yes, tree on his shirt and all. <laughs> and in the booth, dropping the bass on us today, Roy to Harry. Hello, everybody. Did you just give yourself a clap as well? No, Sound effect? Yell. I think yell oh. claps for me. I didn't Sound not. effect. <laughs> but Hearing I can give myself a clap. Special thanks to the Lego cool. Movie for providing today's soundtrack. That was awesome. Can we get it one more time? No. No. <laughs> Oh, there it is. This is so a remix now. So this is totally unrelated to this episode of AfterBuzz TV's Intelligence Episode Eight, Delta Force. Delta Force. However, I feel like there is a connection there that could be made. Yeah. Please tell me. The connection is is everything is good because at the end of this episode, everything is good. Is it? I mean, no. But listen, I'm stretching. No. I mean, no. I'm trying. Give me, my, give me a look credit. I was about to ask you if you even watched this episode. Well, I mean, the person that we thought was a bad guy wasn't. I mean, if that's what you're getting to, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. The Bachelor was on two episodes this week, and I got maybe distracted. And no, I'm just kidding. I totally watched this week's episode. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that's. Sad. I was so amused. So, what did you guys think this week? So, I, uh, last week we had an episode that I thought was pretty good, really good, actually. Yeah. So we followed it up with this week's Delta Force episode, mm-hmm. and we learned a little bit about Vaughn's backstory, if you will. A little bit, not a whole lot, but enough to know the kind of person that he is. Which we already knew and we're very sure of. Correct. Okay. So we just, like, reconfirmed that he's a good guy. Yes. Okay. And that was why he was chosen for this project. And, and that then was, he's a soldier and, and he's a soldier. all that kind of stuff. However, they did show him doing things in this episode where he wasn't using his chip. Because if you recall, he cut the satellite feed when he was chasing down uh, Lieutenant Mor- Norris. rather. Because it wasn't fair. Because it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. And that's what he said. It wasn't fair. Mm. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, I'm saying. But I don't want to talk about Agent Norris yet. All right. I don't want to talk about him late either. Even later? You don't I mean, I mean no, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I meant to say I didn't want to talk about him now either. Sorry. Yeah. That was we'll good. talk about him later. Okay. Right now, I want to talk about Agent Jameson. Oh, yeah. Dude, Agent Let's Jameson finally getting his moment. I mean, I was telling them earlier, I was a little disappointed that this week's episode lacked Nelson. Because I, I did love when some PJs in my, my life. But it did have Jameson. But it did have Jameson. The episode started off uh, after they were in Bolivia showing their, their scene about the political leaders and mm-hmm. these military guys are getting killed. They're at the gun range. That was so awesome. You know, Riley's out popping a few shots off. Vaughn shoots off and misses. And then Jameson just comes in. Pop, pop, pop. The whole thing falls. Right. Just spot on. I think, uh, do you think that they were just like 
really like? Do you think that they were really surprised, or did, do you think they were aware of what he's able to do? I think they were really surprised. I think they were really surprised. He's, surprised. he's never left the because he made the comment about filing, firing off a memo. Yeah. Right. He's like he just fired off a memo right. at that gun range. And then they were surprised. They did say that you know, oh, what are you doing here? Like he's like you mm-hmm. know, never been in that area or right. something like that when they took him to Bolivia. Which, exactly. Which surprised me. So he's got this amazing shot. He's a great guy. He's great with a gun. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? He gets shot. He gets shot (laughs) right away. He misses. And he, like, is out for the rest of the episode until the end. But he does have that moment at the end, though. And and he punches him at the end, too. Like, now we're even. Right, right. (laughs) Anyway, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry. I know, I know. I apologize. No, no, it's good. It's my fault. No, it's my fault. It's It's both of your faults. It's my fault. It's never Yale's fault. It's never the woman's (laughs) fault. It's always the man's fault. As we have learned from eight episodes of Intelligence. Yes. <laughs> Correct. And and that is why. That Riley is always right. That Yell is always right. Yep. <sighs> that Roya in the Roya booth is, is always, always right. right. All right. So this episode basically revolves around a conflict that's happening in Bolivia. And there's been some conflict on who's going to be the next leader of the country. Uh, the United States has put some backing behind uh, a Javier Leon to be the next political leader, basically because mm-hmm. he's willing to help them. Um, there's a huge deposit of lithium, which America needs. Obviously, without our cell phone batteries, what are we going to do in life? <laughs> any any kind of battery, really, but more importantly about our cell, uh, cell phones. phones. Yeah, for sure. Um, so people are getting killed, though. Other people that are basically in the race. Uh, they're not sure who's doing it, but they think they have an idea, and they want to send in Vaughn and Riley to basically clean up the situation. Mm-hmm. This is where we meet Lieutenant John Norris. I like Lieutenant John Norris. Oh, I, Matt, Matt Gerard. I love him. I, I mean, he's in GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in SWAT, and most importantly, he plays a very, very similar role in Avatar. He's so he's so kick ass. And that's like that's his, I think it's his character role. Right I mean, that's he's. I mean, he's a great what what that character does. A little bit kind of evil sided soldier that right. kind of doesn't play by the rules. A little loose cannon action jumping the, off. The one thing this episode was missing was him shirtless. You know, I think this episode missed everyone shirtless. Also. I mean, you're watching the wrong show. (laughs) No, but it's cool because we we learn a little bit when they identify him as the killer. They see him in three different videotapes and they're trying to figure out who he is. And Vaughn's like, I know who he is. We're friends. Right. Best friends. I think that was the best was when they were like, oh, did like the chip tell you? Did the chip tell you? And he's like, no. Didn't need the chip. So that was like twice that he didn't use the chip. A couple times this week he didn't use the chip to figure things out. Exactly. Um he does later use it in a, a very comical way when he meets Javier and his family. Yes. And he's like, oh, you played football for, you know, the, this little Mexico team. Right. He's like, you follow that third level of Mexico f- football? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Everybody does. Yeah, who <laughs> right. doesn't? But, no, so we, we're getting this little bit of a backstory because they flash back to Afghanistan, 2006. Mm-hmm. And they're basically the two of them together. I, I kind of wonder what, like, what the situation was that they're supposed to be in because – if there's only, there's only two of them, so it seems a little bit odd. Yeah, where did everybody else go? Well, okay, so I've been in the military, and you okay. do have a thing called a battle buddy. Um, so there are times that you could be together with your battle buddy. You're never by yourself, supposedly. Right. Especially okay. Delta Force. No, I'm just so excited. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited to get, because when I ask a question like uh-huh. that, there's never someone to answer. To answer, yeah. So I'm very excited. And then, yeah. boom, dropping military knowledge. Right. Limb. Hey, you know, that's what I do sometimes. Done, go. Um, but yeah, so so it's very possible that they could be by themselves, but as long as they're together, and it makes sense um, for the show, too, because like 
they were best friends. And your buddy buddy ends up being like one of your good friends because you literally, you know, are on the line for each other. Yeah, so, brothers in arms. Yeah, so I could totally see that happening. It wasn't far fetched to me. At okay, all. great. Was, uh, and I wasn't you. saying it was far fetched. I just was confused, maybe like what the situation was when they were in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You know. I guess not that it's really even relevant to the the whole plot of this episode, but like it would have been nice to get a little bit about what he was maybe doing there, right? Because mm-hmm. you know later we do see that they end up at this house, mm-hmm. uh, and Norris has these hostages, and Vaughn's against it, you know, and there's some soldiers looking for them. So like, were they on a mission that went awry, and now they've are in hiding and trying to get away? Or do they have a pickup zone? Do they have an objective, if you will? Well, I mean, it, their positions in the military, definitely you can tell they're infantry people. So infantry people are the ones on the front lines that are actually to go out. You know, they use the weapons, this, that, and the other. So but he's a lieutenant also. Um, right. So. A lieutenant can be an infantry. doesn't matter. Um doesn't have to be like lower class or sergeants or whatever. But uh, the thing is, I think it was customary. Like you said, I don't really matter. I don't think it mattered for the plot, but it just mattered to show them basically how they got to the point where they are. Are, where right. they're not friends anymore because right. that's basically you know they're in dissension. Right. So that needed to happen, and I thought it was great you know how they played that out. Minus the fact that Vaughn needed a haircut to be in the military, <laughs> raggedy do like that, he'd get yeah his, yeah get well, his head cut on a tripwire or something you know, like that. Can't be perfect. That's all right. No, <laughs> it's all good. But it's okay. So um, they keep flashing back to these scenes throughout the episode, and we're getting a little bit more and more backstory, and then you know the correlation between Norris and Vaughn and what they went through when they were in Afghanistan, so why they're such good friends or mm-hmm. what happened and how they kind of fell apart. Uh, we also then end up meeting Agent uh, Kogan. Yes. The, he's a CIA undercover. He's their only undercover agent in Bolivia. Right. Uh, and they are going to go see him, and they want to basically find out what he knows and maybe as if they can use him to find Norris because they think Norris is this bad guy who's been killing, and he's killed three people, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they get there. Get inside, and you know it's funny because Riley has the moment. Where she's like, oh, "I don't like this. Something seems off. Mm-hmm. I don't like where my only way in is my only way out." Right. And he's like, "No, it's cool. It's CIA." Because look, there's a camera on there waving at the camera. Right. And uses his chip there and mm-hmm. checks it out. They get inside and they find that Kogan is dead. So we never even get to meet him. We just see pictures of him and see him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of never getting to meet someone, I'm going to totally change the subject right now. Uh oh. Want to go ahead and apologize for. The excitement of last week's ending episode because we did not see our friend Mr. Octavius Johnson this week. Yes, yeah, but that, I, cri- I cried inside my heart. I did. Well, so I know. was expecting him, and I was like, "Oh, where's he at? Where's he at? I thought he had a big part in this. Whatever." Mm-hmm. Well, that leads me to believe about a conversation that we previously had, mm-hmm. where we talked about the episodes being out of order. Because mm-hmm. when an episode was built, and I thought it was a later episode, and you thought it was a different episode than what it was. Yeah. So I wonder how many of these episodes are potentially were filmed in a different order. That they're being presented to us. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, it just goes to show that we're really smart and um, and very intelligent. No pun intended. Well, actually, pun intended. Yeah, always um, pun intended. Always pun intended. But um, I think that they had to rearrange because of the flow of the show. You know, we were talking about this earlier and how things were going and how they were setting things up. And I think they really needed to do something to kind of get it into a mode to where they can build an audience. Right. Um, and I think that this is the way they went. So, therefore, that being said, sometimes you may take, you know, shows out of order to do that. And I think they definitely 100% did that with this. And Octavius is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He was probably like, this is number eight, but they decided to, you know, rotate it in a different order. Right. Show it later. What do you think? Um, I think it uh, is definitely out of order. We can see that, especially with the uh, Riley Vaughn relationship. She's nagging him this entire episode like a girlfriend. Like, oh, why don't you tell me what's going on? Talk to me. So do you tell think me. this is a later episode then that could have been filmed in like 10, 11, 12, 13 range where yeah. that they've progressed more in a relationship? I definitely 
and, and and you know we I do an almost human podcast and they aired that out of order. And one thing that I thought after they aired the episodes out of order and then I saw them all is that it didn't need to be aired out of order. Mm-hmm. Like seeing it, had I seen it in the other order, I think it still would have made sense to mm-hmm. me as a viewer and as a fan. So sometimes I wonder if that's the best move. I, I think it is not the best move. I think there's a reason things have an order. Right. They're written a certain way. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that we're going to see something later on the road where it's going to be a backtracking of the Riley Vaughn relationship development? Maybe it's going to be something that explains how they got closer. Maybe. Could the, be. Because I think and we're, saving we're it. missing it. Yeah. But then it's also interesting, too, because you kind of see the characters jump around. Like, we saw your boy, yeah. who wasn't in this episode. EJ, yeah. we yeah. miss you. Um, <laughs> Nelson, Nelson, Nelson Cassidy. <laughs> right. So you saw him. So a lot of times um, when episodes build, then you'll see those characters more, you know, intact. And you'll see them more often in the episode because they're building that character. Yeah. But you saw him and it was a great time because, you know, what happened. And then all of a sudden you don't see him at all. So well, it's possible that we Agent Jameson as well, mate. James had got his got his episode this week. Last week was all about the doc, um, right? And before that, the one with the um, the outbreak had um, had Nelson. Yeah. So maybe we're trying to learn about the like side characters and like all. Well, Agent Jameson has been in and out periodically in pretty much every episode. He's been in episodes where he hasn't said anything, but they'll show him periodically mm-hmm. at Cyber Command or mm-hmm. doing things in the office. And so, you know, we wonder if this is his big moment, but then are they going to shift back to where he's not doing stuff again? Is he going to drop into obscurity? Which makes me wonder about if they're airing these episodes that were filmed earlier. You know, does that affect the relationship that we develop with these secondary characters? Because mm-hmm. obviously we see Vaughn and Riley every week. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know... To me, a show that is really great is when you have an ensemble cast that has these secondary character storylines that you want to know more about and you want to follow them and you want to like them. Like I, like I said, I like Nelson. There's no secret that I like Nelson. No secret No whatsoever. secret whatsoever. Wait, do you like Nelson? You know what? I I do. I do like <laughs> Nelson. There's no secret. And so like things where I we've developed right? – there's episodes where he has a big part and then they drop him off and disappears. You know, it makes you like, oh, man, I wish you'd come back. And then you kind of – forget what's going on in the main part of the episode because you're looking for these other people. Right. So it's almost like once you've started including them, you need to include them all the time. Well, I think they're trying to introduce us to all of them more, and that's why they rearrange the order. That's my guesstimate. (laughs) I I mean, I agree, and that's usually the reason that they do these things, and somebody who gets paid a lot more money than I do Mm. is making these decisions. Right. A lot more money than I do (laughs) because I don't get paid to be here. So, (laughs) But that's cool. Let's go back to what we were talking about way before I got totally sidetracked. Yeah. We've got Agent Kogan dead on the floor. Done. I don't know how there was a correlation between that at all. Um, yeah, it wasn't. But there, no, there was, was something in try. my mind. There was that a good sense. try, though. It was a, it was a, it was a for it effort. Was, it was that we didn't get to see Octavius. Yeah. That's it. That's how we got. But there it. was another reason. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It's okay. What matters is Agent Kogan is dead, and we don't know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. They get inside and they find each other. They're looking around the room. Something doesn't feel right. Just then, Vaughn sets off a tripwire. That tripwire. I'm yeah, sorry. That laser tripwire. Yeah, sure. They had so much time to ass- talking about it. Hey, I think you tripped something. <laughs> I think a bomb's gonna go off. We should get out of here. Then they st- like slowly start to leave. Then as they're on the stairs, I'm like, why hasn't it blown up yet? And then and then it blows. Up. I like though that when the bomb went off, my favorite part of that was. They were running, and Riley was only, like, a step ahead of Vaughn, but Vaughn, like, jumps yeah. and gets, like, blown past her. Right. Just, like, projectile off the stairs. And so, she didn't jump. And she didn't jump, but she just kind of fell. Yeah. But I, I like the Vaughn flying thing. Mm-hmm. That was really kind of entertaining to me. 
But it's fine because the reason that they got distracted getting out of the house and the reason they had so much time is because they mm-hmm. saw Nora standing outside. Mm-hmm. Right. So they feel like he is to blame for this explosion. Well, going back to what we were saying earlier about the bomb, I I think it had to happen that way because later on they said, oh, that wasn't meant to kill us. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So if it was a bomb that was meant to kill somebody, they would have been dead. Mm-hmm. So I think that was to explain why it took so long. You know, they were able to yeah. get away or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad they got away because yeah. if not, the show would have ended and then where would we be? Right. <laughs> this would be our last episode of Intelligence Recap. Right. Ergo, we are still here for another week. Yes. Just yes. like Vaughn and Riley. Oh, just like Vaughn and Riley. Ooh, nice. That was cute. Thanks. That was a little moment. <laughs> that was cute. Thanks, guys. No, it's fine. Um, and then as Norris is running away, they're like, oh, man, he got away because he's checking all the cameras. But he's like, don't worry. I got his cell phone. And then he's like, can Riley asks, can you track his cell phone? He goes, no. He uses this old historic flip phone. Mm-hmm. Who uses flip phones anymore? My dad. <laughs> I could never GPS track my dad because he's got a flip phone. <laughs> and they're in Bolivia with one satellite tower. Yeah. Darn it. So they, they're like, well, let's call him. I, I think it's funny. They're like, we should just call him. That'd be cool. And then she's like, no, you can't call him. Can you call him? And it was like, the idea of calling somebody, to me, <laughs> it's like such a far-fetched thing. The last thing you would do to somebody to contact them in our society is call them. Well, it just it just transfers into real life. It's totally real life. In That's real life, who calls people now? You've got so much with text, email, Facebook, and Twitter. I mean, it's like so many ways to come, you know, and everybody's so busy. You don't have time to sit and have a conversation. I had somebody tell me, like, honestly, you have to text me or email me because I don't have the time to talk to you. I won't answer you, right? Yeah. And so... I think that's real life, and I, that, that's, I that's make totally calls real life. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm for. I'm pro calls. Pro calls. <laughs> I'm just saying. Pro calls, all day long. <laughs> I'm pro calls, but I'm just saying that someone told me. But I think it's customary for a lot of right. what goes on in our I world. Get it. It's like, man, I sent them a text message. They didn't answer. So I sent them an email. Oh, they didn't answer. I sent yes. them a message on Twitter. Oh, and then I Instagram them. Right. And then you know, I got on Facebook and left them a message right. on Facebook. And then you know, I sent them a Vine video in case they missed me. And right. Yeah, not- I, I know, Ryan. That's why I changed my number. And then who say? And then <laughs> and then the very last thing I actually thought to do was nice call one. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I will at Yell Teagle you all day. Long. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's a great and, point. And it's a great commentary. It's a great, like, it's a great they point. They were like so weirded out about making a phone call. Call him. Yeah. So they called him and he answers. Yeah, he did. And he's like, <laughs> hey, where are you going? And he was like freaking out because he thought he was right, right. behind him. He, he like, kind of ducked into an alley. And right. I, it was cool because I feel like that would be what you do if you were being chased and the person that's supposed to be chasing you yeah. is calling you because, you know, who has his number in Bolivia? Right. Um, and then he calls him and, you know, says he went. <laughs> Roy is calling me. <laughs> Answer it. For the booth. Answer it. I love it. Yeah. We'll get that weird feedback if you answer the phone. That's hilarious. I'm ignoring that call. <laughs> that's hilarious. You can call me. See, you're just like all of other America. Ignoring. Ignore. No, and then you're going to text her while we're talking. No, you Sorry, I can't talk right now. You don't ignore. Because if you ignore, they know you ignored it. You let it ring to voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. God. You just hit the vo- the volume button so the sound stops. <laughs> Done. And then it goes to voicemail like, oh, I'm at work. I can't answer the phone. Right. Sorry, right. guys. Right. Sorry, I was in the studio. So anyway. If you want to call, let's call the studio line. I don't know the number, but somebody. Wait, what's the number? I don't think she doesn't know either. She doesn't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what is this, AOL? <laughs> <laughs> We're cyber rendering. It's supposed to be crickets, but I guess not. Yeah, what, I was like, is that was, a. Uh, right. That was my modem in AOL in 2004. Right, right. right. <laughs> 
What is that called? Guys. Uh, what, what is well, that's a term for that? The, the modem connecting? Yeah. What is? Uh, but there's a, I think it's called dial- a TV show called Intelligence, which you guys yeah. are on. Guys, this what? is this has <laughs> turned into a foobar cluster bang. Uh, the, that was the very next thing I was going to say. Oh, the best quote. of Fallujah. The, oh man, a foobar. Fallujah happened, and it was a foobar cluster, cluster bang. bang, which is the greatest thing ever said on the show. <laughs> of all the lines. Uh, yeah. Can, we should tweet that. Hashtag FUBAR cluster bang. Yes. Mm-hmm. F-U-B-A-R. Obviously. F'd up beyond recognition. Mm-hmm. If you have never seen Saving Private Ryan. Right. Cluster bang. It's uh, German, though. Huh. Do you know that? No. Should, I, should, I did not. You've never heard FUBAR? I, I, I seen, I, I'm going to plead the fifth. Oh. Yeah. 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 FUBAR is a military <laughs> term. The stands are F'd up beyond recognition. Uh, not, well, F. Right. I'm F. sorry. I'm not going to use the F word on the air. Uh-huh. So the F is a vulgar term that I cannot say. Right, which mm-hmm. is why they went with cluster bang, because it's actually cluster, cluster F. Cl- yes. Right. Cl- we'll take the FUBAR cluster I've bang. heard the second term, but I haven't heard the first term. Mm. Yes. Well, anyway, this is a FUBAR cluster bang beyond recognition, if you will, mm-hmm. because Norris has escaped, and now he doesn't want to meet them, even though they called him, and he destroyed the phone so they have no more contact with him. Of course. But it's okay, because we're going to head back to the safe house with Jameson and... He's going to do some damage. Mm. Uh, so, no, we get uh, Javier Leon, and they're, they're going to get him and say, hey, listen, we're going to protect you because these people are getting killed. We're going to take you, and we're going to take your wife. We're going to take you to this military safe house, and you're going to be fine. It's all good. In between that, we learn a more flashback episode-ish things happen where Norris comes back to get Vaughn, pulls him out of the weeds, says, hey, we're going to need that one bullet that I gave you earlier because he only had five bullets left and he gave him one in case he needed to kill himself mm-hmm. so he wouldn't get tortured. And he takes him to this house. And in the house, he's like, hey, I thought you said nobody was home. And he's like, no, it's cool, it's cool. In the house, there's a mom and a daughter that are tied up. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn needs to rest, so he doesn't argue about it. But what are you smiling about? Nothing. I feel like you're excited about something that happened and you want to say it. Nope, not yet. Not yet? We're not there yet? <laughs> nope. Okay, so no, it's cool because we're getting a little bit of this this backstory and, you know, throughout the episode, they talk about why Norris and Vaughn have fallen apart. And this is the start, I think, of when they're falling apart in this episode. Exactly. Because he's done these things, these atrocities, if you will, against these civilians who are innocent and who have no involvement. But he's willing to do those things. And that's where Vaughn maybe draws the line on things he's not willing to do. Mm-hmm. So, And he said that in the episode. He said, um, how did you guys fall apart? And he's like, because it was something about I, I was his conscience, and he didn't want to. He didn't want a conscience. Exactly. He didn't want somebody to tell him the things he can and can't do. Right. But also, Norris makes a really good point at the end of the episode. You know, He's like, when did you become a contract killer? He's like, not. Nah, I'm a soldier. Mm-hmm. I have always been given a target, given a mission, and that's what I do. That's the way that he looks at it. It's not that he's doing something that's wrong or right in his conscience. He's doing what he's being told. So, I mean, there's a, a fine line in that where... You know, even back in Nazi Germany, where people were saying, "Hey, I was just given these orders to kill these people. I didn't want to do it, but they ordered it." You know, and right. You know, is that an argument or is it not? What do you now? You, you have something to say now? Yeah, of course <laughs> I have something to say. You just you Brad, just compared Lieutenant Norris to Nazis. I'm saying I'm comparing the situation where a soldier makes the argument that he's doing these things because he's been ordered to do them. So if Norris is killing these people because they're his orders, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason he's doing it, does that make, you know, make it wrong? You know, is he exempt from like he's justifying judgment? it? Yeah, well, so he- that that is uh, similar to what uh, Lillian says to Vaughn in this episode. She tells him 
she yeah. tells Vaughn, like, you're you're not supposed to be trying to talk him down. You're, you're supposed, supposed to kill him. Yeah, right. push a button and kill him. I push a button and you kill a man. I have that written down. That was the quote I was trying to get to. I, I could see you thinking about something that was coming up. I knew it was uh-huh. there. I could see in your face. Um, and so that is a very interesting... It was a very interesting uh, discussion that this episode awakened, I guess. In that Vaughn is this... He is an asset of theirs. And he's not sure if he's, you know, wanting to do... She says, I push a button, you kill a man. Or if he's still a human who can make his own decisions. Well, it, it, this is also tied into, as we saw in this particular backstory, about how he, you know, because basically he was trying to off these people, you mm-hmm. know, and he stopped him, you right. know, I'm, and, and I don't want to jump no, in. No, go. You were there. But um, that's that's how he stopped him. And that's what ended up, you know, dividing their friendship. But he Vaughn has always had a conscience. He's right. He, he never has wanted to, in you know, in cold blood do that. And I think that that's part of the reason why he's been able to last so long in the situation. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gone rogue yet. I mean, you know. Right. Predictions haven't happened yet, but he hasn't gone rogue. He hasn't, you know, been the type of person that, you know, I'm just going to go crazy. He's been able to do that with the help, of course, of his lovely, you know, sidekick, with if you Riley, will. Right. Mm-hmm. right, exactly. But I think the thing is, he hasn't, you know, because of his conscience, you know, it's like almost like they picked the right person, right. like specifically for that purpose. And they've said that. He said last week, we picked you. You were the right choice for this mm-hmm. assignment. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's it's actually really interesting that we talked about how the episodes might be out of order. But this whole discussion of is he the right person, does he still the conscious, totally relates back to last week's episode where he was called Frankenstein's monster. And I am a monster and I'm not a human and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just it's they may be out of order, but I want to say that those two were out of order moved together. And that happens sometimes. It's like two and three episodes get clustered together, mm-hmm. they are cluster banged, if you will, <laughs> yeah. together, and they'll move them in in unison, so they run it, you know, one, two, three. Makes sense. So yeah. it does. It makes perfect sense. Right. You know what else makes perfect sense? Mm-hmm. What is that? Going on to iTunes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Because it's that time of the day again where we like to tell you about the lovely thing that we call the iTunes. We can go on the iTunes and you can talk about our show. You can rate our show. Give us a five-star rating, if you will, because we'd love that. Leave a comment for us, because we love when you comment at us. You can send us Twitter messages, because we want to hear what you guys think about our show, things we have to say, and also about intelligence. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Can you think of a better way? Uh, than iTunes? Yeah. Um, there are other ways, but iTunes is a great way to get a yes, hold of us. Yes, I... That's not what I was looking for. I didn't know what you were looking yes, for. Yes, iTunes is the best way for you to get a hold of us and give us a five-star rating. You could call us. You could call us <laughs> yeah, on the number that we don't have. Numbers. But no, iTunes, we appreciate them putting all of our information out. 67 shows that we do, if not more, because there's more shows starting all the time. There's a bunch of new shows coming out here in this spring season, so look yes, for those on AfterBuzz. Mm-hmm. 100 countries get at us. You know, 25 million subscribers on YouTube. Holla at your boy. Just... Do it. Follow us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Follow Yell on YouTube. Call Yell on our cell phone. Call Yell on our cell phone. If I'm not in the booth, I will answer. Right. Check. No, it's cool. That, that's all. That's all I had to say, and that's what's awesome, and that's what you should do. Excellent. Now, back to the show. So, so far. <laughs> yes. Sorry, that was really excited. I'm sorry. Like, so, I'm so excited. What are you going to say? I, I, nothing of major importance now. Wait, you're a foobar cluster bang. <laughs> so in this episode, we we saw minimal interaction between Riley and Vaughn. Mm-hmm. We have our standard intro. We will later talk about our standard outro that yeah. we've been having. Mm-hmm. And we only really had a couple different times throughout this episode they're together because they were split apart. Mm-hmm. One of the times that they were together in this episode, 
Uh, well, they were to- wait, wait, hold on. I'm sorry, were they there were together know. half, like like two thirds of the episode. They only got split up, if I recall, and mm-hmm. help me out if I'm wrong. Coming up soon. Um, yeah. So I'm I mean, there. that's kind of two thirds though. That's but I'm getting saying. there. That's where that's, that's where, where I'm he's going. prefacing. But you, you said like yeah, he he doesn't know what he's doing. Let okay. him do it. Just okay. go. Right. Go ahead. No, I know what I'm doing. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Okay. It's called foreshadowing. Okay, foreshadow. Okay, I'll foreshadow. <laughs> <all right. laughs> So in the episode, they figure out that Norris knows the location because they think about things that he knows. Mm-hmm. And this is where they have still thought that he killed Kogan. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, he must have figured out where the safe house is because that's why he was there. So they rush over to the safe house. Uh, but it's too late because Kogan is dead and Norris is already there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He shows up. And I love the part where he shows up because he's looking at all these old 84 cameras that they find in the basement of the safe house. Yes. Like, yeah, the technology is a little bit outdated. But right. It's cool. It still works. And he, instead of going in and attacking, he stands out in the yard, lets him know he's there, mm-hmm. and then goes away. And then he's like, oh, no, don't go out there because they know he's, they, he'll kill them. Mm-hmm. And then Javier Leon comes in. He's like, oh, I sent my men to handle it. <laughs> and then he kills all of them. Right. Yeah. All the men get killed of Javier Leon. So they're locked up in the safe house. He's in there trying to shoot them, trying to figure out what's going on. This is when Jameson gets shot. Mm-hmm. Jameson, who we showed you had a great shot, is a great you know what? marksman, misses and gets shot. It was dark, first off. Okay. okay. There was a pressure situation, uh-huh. second of all. Third of all, it's easy to shoot a target that's standing still. When someone's moving, it's he a was lot standing harder. Still. He missed. I, I'm, I know. He's not perfect. Under pressure. Okay. Under pressure. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Can we get to the minefield? Wait, before we get to the minefield, I had a couple of points I wanted to bring up. Okay, (laughs) so first, um, the uh, leader's wife. Okay, remember when they're in the room together? Marcella. Thank you. And um, he has the gun. You know, you know how to use this. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Who does this? Got this. But then when they, you know, leave out the room, he's there. Jameson leaves the room. They're there together. Mm -hmm. She's like, give me this. I was the one that was in the military. Yeah. Now, at that point... Did you think that something was up with her? I knew something was up with her. At mm-hmm. that point, I thought she was going to shoot him. Okay. Right, right then? Yeah. You thought she was going to shoot him right then? Yes. So you thought that she might have been dirty then? Oh, I, I believed way before that that she was dirty. Okay. okay. And then at that point, I thought she was going to shoot him and frame... Um, the brother-in-law. Norris, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, Norris. frame Norris. Yeah. Okay. I thought okay. she was going to deal with it and frame Norris. Okay. So I, I was just curious about that because I thought that was significant when she said that oh, yeah. for me. Um, the other thing is, and this is one thing, and I even actually rewound thanks to the magic of DVR, yeah. Um, yeah. that when um, Riley and Vaughn got the call, mm-hmm. um, or it wasn't the call, it was when they figured out that um, uh, Norris was going over to, to the, the, safe house. House. the safe house. He knew where the safe house was. He called um, Jameson and said, hey, he's, gonna come. he's coming there. And so it was dark, mm-hmm. right? So, and then that's when all the men go out. They all get killed. And Jameson said he's already here. Right. Yeah. Right. It was dark as well. Right? Mm-hmm. I know exactly where we're going. You this. know where I'm going? Yep, I sure do. Okay. So then you, t- you continuation. I'm so excited. Yeah, so where is this going? They show up to the safe house. Right. Jameson's been shot. Vaughn says, I'm going after him. Riley, you got to stay here. Right. right. You got to get pressure on the wound. He's going to die if you leave. So yes. he leaves. And then it's daytime. Yes. But no, they, they did show that because they show him run out and then they show this shot of the mountains and they show the clouds drift from dark to light. Did and they? It was, it was like a time lapse. There was a time lapse. Are you – but okay. – I, I ruined it too because I thought the same thing. I was like, when did it become daytime? Right. How long were they there? Exactly. What happened? 
So, no, I totally saw the same thing. Okay. It time-lapsed from nighttime to daytime, because he'd been chasing him all night, is what they're basically... So, so what they were saying is that they were chasing for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? The, I mean, if it was 4 in the morning when they got there, and then it was 7 a.m. when they started... So, it was know, hours of it chasing. It could have been a little bit of time. Yeah. But that's where the time-lapse happened. Because that's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> and did it was you like catch that? Yeah. Direct daylight. It wasn't like dawn exactly. It was like, it's mid-afternoon. Exactly. So, but when they're chasing each other, they find him, mm-hmm. and Norris runs into a minefield. Ah. Yay, the minefield. The minefield. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Because this is the part that Yale's been waiting for the entire episode. Is this from- <laughs> was the greatest scene ever. You think so? I Of all the episodes? No, of this scene. Of this, of this, of this episode. episode. Tell okay. me why. Of this scene, in fact. This was the greatest scene of the scene. Um, was Vaughn saying to his friend, look, you... <laughs> I want to figure out what's happening here. I know we've had a falling out. I don't want you to blow up. I'm going to navigate you out of this. And it was amazing. It was us seeing the chip do something great and very cool. Mm -hmm. And I loved, because minefields are terrifying. Okay. So him navigating his friend and the trust that they had with each other. And luckily Bolivia keeps good records. Right, (laughs) Right. exactly. Also. That he memorized the map. Well, he also had the, he said there was a heat. Something there was heat something. Signature. Yeah, those sure. are a few things that. He, well, this, they him. had they had moved the satellite into position, right? Because when he was chasing him, Lillian comes on the horn and says, "Hey, we've got the satellite in position. You can use right. it to track him, whatever." And he goes, right. "No, I don't want that. That's cheating." Mm-hmm. Cuts the signal feed, mm-hmm. so we know it's there, and he can probably he probably pulled it back right. up. So he uses all these different things that the chip has given him to see the minefield to save his friend's life, and they talk about it as they're doing it. And he grit. He makes a grid so he knows how far to. It's like two steps right. and one step to your left. Right. It was so. It was just so beautifully you done. Like that? And I was so happy. I do like though in that scene when they're like talking about it. He's like, "Listen, you want me to help you or not?" Because then he shoots the gun and yeah. shoots that one right. mine, and it goes right. off. The only thing that I had an issue with, and this is, you know, of course... Was it that Matt Gerald didn't have his shirt off? Uh, no. Oh. That was the issue I had, too. Yeah. Right. Go yeah. on, then. What, what issue did you have? Yeah. I, I feel like I sh- that should have been my issue. Yeah. Um, peer pressure here. But no, my issue was when he said, okay, um, let me have, you know, your gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, do you think you're going to, you know, shoot me? And you know, after all, you're helping me? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And he puts it so just he behind puts his it shirt. Just behind his shirt. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, like the oldest shirt in the book. Like, you don't think he's going to just, as soon as he's out of the weeds, pull it out. Pull it out. He's yeah. a soldier. He can do that in two milliseconds. I thought the same thing. I was like, so, why didn't he have him throw you Right, again? exactly. So I, that was my only issue with that because I was like, but right. it kind of set up for the next scene, you know, right. and he hits him and then all that happens. Yeah, because once he get up, gets him out of the minefield, he right. punches him. right. You know, and he's down on the ground. And this is the pinnacle flashback scene, though. Mm-hmm. So it maybe jarred something loose. Right. They needed the moment jarred where he's something on... loose. <laughs> it's in his brain. He got smacked the around. Or whatever. The chip got jarred around. Sure. No, and this is the final flashback scene where they're in the cabin. Mm-hmm. And there's a patrol coming. And the woman's kind of screaming. The kid's kind of crying. And Norris basically pulls out his knife to silence them. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn stops him. You know, and because Vaughn stops him, the woman gets up and talks to the patrol and basically tells them there's nothing there but the sick daughter and them, and they they go away, and that's how they survive this because they're they would have been killed or right. tortured. And we're going to ignore the fact that they would have not um, they the the patrol would not have just believed this woman. Oh, they would have checked it all. Yeah, right. We're going to ignore that. That's fine. Yeah, no worries. But no, it's cool too because in this the scenes here we 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 get the the turning point of the episode. Mm-hmm. This is the moment that throws the loop. Because we find out that Norris is actually is a red op CIA agent right. undercover who had been working for Kogan the whole time. He didn't really kill Kogan. He went there to get more information. And the only reason he he did kill the three 
people. Right. But that wasn't his fault. That was his orders. His mm-hmm. orders to do so. Based on uh, the information that they got from the DNI right. over at uh, Titsu. Mm-hmm. Agent Jeff. I, th- I just want to call him Agent Jeff because I can't keep getting Titsu <laughs> out, man. That throws me off every time. Uh, and this is a cool, too, a little bit with him and Lillian because when Lillian makes those comments to Vaughn earlier talking about, I push a button, button you kill, kill somebody, yeah. and he says, we could maybe be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, the way you're acting right now, yeah. we could be I friends. I like that. Yeah, right. like, that power, that powerful moment that Lillian has where, you know, she's demanding something, and yeah. that's what he liked. That's well, that was, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is eight episodes in, regardless if they're out of order or not, but that was the first time he kind of agreed with her. Yeah. I mean, that they had some kind of commonality. Right. Um, Because it seemed like every time they're together, they're always against each other all the time. And it just it reminds me of that quote from a few episodes ago that, you know, what's scary is the one when one agent is more powerful. Right. Is it Lillian or Vaughn? It's both. Dun, dun, dun. It's definitely a cliffhanger to find out. Yeah. But Lillian also (laughs) says that she doesn't trust him. She doesn't trust D2. And um, which is good because that's going to keep them at odds. They're not going to be friends if they don't trust each other. So they will potentially not ever work together in a fashion where he's going to call the shots and she's going to act them out. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is good because that gives us the tension between the, the departments and you know, it, it's Lillian always asserting her power as she does every time that she's mm-hmm. in a situation where it's no, this is what Isaiah goes and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right or not, this is what's best for us and this is what we're doing. Which is good too because that's back to the Vaughn thing and Vaughn's character that we keep seeing because he stopped Norris from killing those family and mm-hmm. you know we've seen him act on things whether they're the right choice or not. It's what his conscience tells him is morally right. So he's morally doing things where it could get him killed. It couldn't maybe not be the best thing for the agency, but he's going to do it anyway. And mm-hmm. that's the you know that's why the DNI and stuff have issues with him because he doesn't always follow the orders yep. but he still does what's best. And speaking of that, there was a quote um that uh Lillian said about, you know, when he kind of jumped on and he kind of made he didn't really he was not disrespectful, but he was just like, "All right, guy, you know, or girls or whatever he called them." And she said, "Um you get used to it, sort of." So, I mean, that just kind of plays in what you were saying about like he kind of he's a, a little rogue at times, but it's like he doesn't fit the entire mold. He kind of does what he does, but it's always ends up right. Right. It always ends up good. Because he's doing things based on a moral judgment, exactly, not based on what's best for the situation, exactly. Which is good. That's what we like to see. We like to see mm-hmm. these moral dilemmas, and that's what challenges him as a person and as a character. Mm-hmm. And then we see the growth from it, mm-hmm. right? So we've seen the growth because now him and Norris are friends again. Mm-hmm. They made up, they hugged, and they ran to save the day because um, they know the reason that they literally ran too. They literally <laughs> did run to right. so try funny. to keep up <laughs> after they've been running for hours. Right, now, they're just right. going to run back in an hour, no big deal, right? I mean, maybe they were zigzagging around. But we find out that uh, Marcella's target isn't really her husband, and it isn't really the American people. It's the undersecretary, Jim Sutters, who's mm-hmm. coming to meet with uh, Leon to talk about his potential position and, you know, how he's going to help the American government. Right. You know, when we see her sitting in front of a mirror and we see her a little bit distressed and she's like, no, you know, how often do you get to meet the undersecretary? And I'm really mm-hmm. excited and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I need to be ready. And she arms her lipstick. Yeah, she does. I thought it was a gun, actually, at first. When they did you? Why well, was like, is this a bomb? Is this a gun? What, is well, it a laser? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? It was a little confusing. It was looking because she like charged it up, right? Yeah. But her lipstick was actually a bomb. Mm-hmm. When the undersecretary gets there just in time, Norris runs around the corner. Riley sees him, gun, 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 gets shot, shoots him. The bomb goes off. And she throws. But the she bomb throws, the bomb, throws first, the bomb first and saves the day. And then she goes to grab the lipstick. And Jameson shows up, injury and all, mm-hmm. and shoots her. Yes. Yeah. 
And I love the, the part throughout the episodes where the wife has been com- talking to her husband, you know, and she's talking about laying in bed with America and having oh this sexual God. relationship with America. And that uh, she, I'd, I'd, quote. I'd rather die with my feet in the air than lie in bed with my legs open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so graphic and a, and a wonderful metaphor altogether. It was just really well written and done. So you liked you liked it. I did. It, it was oh, a good okay. it was a good like okay. correlation between other countries in America and right. like, you know, the way we're viewed as a country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was she's she's believing in her cause and her country's power so much more than what he would do just to, you know. And they even talked about Caesar and uh Cleopatra. Cleop- that's the one before Cleopatra, yeah, Cleopatra and how she had to seduce Caesar to get mm-hmm. power and she made an ally. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a lot of cool little things that happened with that. Yeah. But it's fine because the episode ends with everyone becoming friends again, right? Mm-hmm. Well, until Jameson punches him in the face. Right. And now we're even. And I called. I, I said it with him. I mean, that was yeah. kind of predictable. That was yeah. predictable. That was now predictable. Even, I did say it with him. Riley so. and Norris meet. Right. Everything's wrapped up into a tight little bow. Yes. Yeah. Not quite, but enough that life is in a good way. Oh, intelligence. Oh, intelligence. What oh, are we going to do intelligence. But the show had to end. On our usual lovely f- side note, mm-hmm. where Riley and Vaughn are hanging out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Banter. Banter. And she makes a comment, and he says, you know what, Norris, I'm glad we're friends again, because there was nobody better. Mm-hmm. But she says, you know what, there is somebody better, and leaves. That was a good line. That was a good little line. I did, I did like that line. Yeah. Did you like that line? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Oh. That was their moment of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't impress me as it much as the I'd rather as... die with my legs in the air. Than... Oh, she but I'm talking about between them, though. I thought that was a good line between them. Yes, it was a great line between them. Between them. Yes. I like the way, you know, because I feel like it's moving in a direction that, you know, would like to see, you know, what we all want is yeah. to see, you know, them develop into something more than just partners. Right. So before we wrap it up and go to predictions, I have one comment that I want to make going back to the assassination attempt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where were the security guards? The entire time, they, they they showed there was three of them at the end, but they didn't do anything. They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't help anybody. They like hid. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Team USA Security. Did they? Yeah. Well, did any of them get blown no, up? No, none no. of them got shot. None of them got no, blown up. Nobody got blown up. The, the yeah, bomb Riley was shot so Norris. Weak. Jameson shot uh, the wife. Lipstick. The bomb got thrown by Riley. So right. it was really only Norris, Riley, and Jameson that were involved in that little. Mm-hmm. You know, scuff, if you will. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was really there. And well, I mean, as we've seen in plenty of movies with like Secret Service or whatever, they dive on the person. They weren't even diving on the people, though. Yeah, but they dive on the person that they're protecting. Because Riley pushes him out of the way. Right, and they then dove. Well, I didn't see it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Because I want to go to that mm-hmm. little thing we like to call predictions. Prediction. And now you're after us. So we saw in the preview that this next episode is going to be back at home base in the U.S. Cyber Command, mm-hmm. and we see some malfunction in the chip. Is this the episode that we've been talking about that we need in our life, where something happens that he has to overcome? I hope so. We hope so. So I, so. Um, I want to know, Yell, right. what do you think is going to happen next time? Um, from what I saw in the preview, someone like hacks into the computer system of Cyber Command, and he... His chip goes haywire, and then he has amnesia and doesn't remember who they are or what's happening, and he has to start over or whatever. Is it our friend Octavius Johnson? Uh, hopefully. Maybe. That would be awesome, because he said that he was the, a really smart character. Maybe. Yeah, I tried to look to see if he was... It didn't show the episode number that he was yeah, on. I, I am right. But also. I tried to look to see if he was in the previews. Oh, I didn't see That would be great. Yeah. I don't know. But my, uh, my feelings are... 
Gabriel's going to have amnesia for the most of the episode, and then right at the last minute, he's going to remember... Oh, Riley. Riley kisses him and he remembers. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. Yeah. Lem, what do you think? Interesting. Um, I don't know about the kissing part. <laughs> Whatever. But I will, I, but I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mm-hmm. think that in this episode, because, um, Vaughn is going to be, you know, what, when we see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to play a major role in him coming back to where he's supposed to be. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't believe it's going to be a kiss. But I do think that whatever happens will bring them to that next level that we want to get to. Mm-hmm. What well, do you remember a couple weeks ago? Um, there was an episode where he was like in that weird zone and Mei-Chin was there and she just punched him. Mm-hmm. Like that was how she brought him yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she'll just punch him back into yeah, life. Maybe. Punch, kiss, same thing. Punch, kiss. It's right. about the same thing, getting hit in the face with something. Anyway, that does it for our episode of Intelligence here on AfterBuzz TV, episode 8. Delta Force. Delta Force. We will see you next week, but not until you tell us where we can find you. Yell, go ahead. The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at the Poet Saint uh, on Instagram and Twitter all day, every day. All day, every day. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Yahoo, on the Instagram. I'm there. All the time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week. Intelligence Episode 9. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.